0: Hello and welcome to Firefighters from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Five bells, stand by all stations. Attention, all districts A five-alarm fire... Five
0: bells, move in
1: immediately. That's it. Let's go!
0: Let's go! Firefighters! <laughs> Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. In just a moment, we'll take you to the home of the Collinses, where Tim is having a breakfast with Jimmy and Mrs. Collins after the exciting conclusion the night before of the case of the counterfeit plates. He's in for another exciting adventure, and Jimmy is too. But before we learn about it, here's an interesting message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's go to the kitchen of the Collins' family where Tim, Jimmy, and Mrs. Collins are having a big breakfast of Mother Collins's buckwheat cakes. And Tim is saying, Oh, gee, I, how about another stack of buckwheats, Mom? I could eat a horse after that excitement last night.
2: I declare you get more and more like your father. I can just see Ben sitting there now, asking just like you are for a third helping of wheat cake.
0: Uh-huh. Well, what, when you work, you got to eat, Mom.
2: Oh, you're just naturally a, a, a glutton. Now, Jimmy, if you'd been up most of the night working, you'd be hungry, too. By the way, what's the matter with your appetite this morning? You usually Oh, big day, Mom. I'm meeting Jack to talk over some business about the Firefighters Brigade. We want to raise some money.
0: Oh, what are you going to buy, ice
2: cream sodas? Oh, no, Tim, this is important. It's for our equipment fund. You got any suggestions?
0: No, but, well, I'll think about it.
2: Okay, well, I got to be on my way. I'm due to meet Jack at his apartment in five minutes. I'll see you all hey, later. Jimmy, finish your breakfast. Oh, gee, Mom, I've had plenty. One guy that overeats in the family's enough. All
0: right, none of that. None of that. If you were a working man like me, you'd eat a decent breakfast, Oh, let too. him go,
2: Tim. I mm-hmm. guess he's just excited. Come right back when you've finished your business with Jack. I've got some things for you to do today. Okay, so long, Mom. Uh, and, Tim, watch well, that appetite of yours, won't you?
3: Go on, get out of here.
2: Hey, Jack. Uh, oh, hiya, Jimmy. Hi, you're the guy I'm on my way to see. What you doing on Front Street? Oh, Mrs. Larkin asked me to go to the drugstore for her. She's
3: an old lady who lives in our apartment house.
2: Say, I've been talking with my brother, Tim, about raising money for the equipment for him. Yeah? Did he have any ideas? No, but he said he'd think about it. Oh.
3: Well, let's talk it over with him as soon as I deliver this bottle of medicine to Mrs. Larkin in the apartment here. Say, I never
2: realized you live right next door to a garage. That's pretty convenient when you want to buy gas. (laughs) Yeah. We keep our
3: car there. Yeah, speaking of gas, I see the garage is getting a new supply. Yeah, there's Clyde, the gas truck man. Hi, Jack. Hiya, Clyde. Filling up the old tank again,
1: huh? Yep. Yeah, this garage sure sells a lot of gas. This is the second truckload I delivered in three days. Yeah, they sure must have a flock of customers.
3: Well, that's our garage, the most successful in town. Uh, this is my friend, Jimmy Collins, Clyde. Jimmy, Clyde Grant. Hi, Jimmy. Come pleased to meet you, Clyde. Hey, uh Clyde. Hey, Jimmy. I just noticed something. That hose from your gas truck. Yeah, what about it? Oh, well, you're supposed to be putting gas in the garage tank, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. It's right under the walk here. Big 500-gallon job. Uh, I may be wrong, but it looks to me like you have your hose in the wrong pipe. What do you mean? Well, isn't it supposed to be in the pipe over there? What? It looks like you've got it in your apartment house tank.
1: Holy smoke. You're right. I put her in the apartment's fuel oil pipe by mistake.
2: Gosh, that means you've been running gas into the apartment house tank.
1: Yeah, you're right, Jimmy. Yeah, what a fool thing to do. Yeah, I'll shut it off.
3: What, what are you going to do, Clyde? Well, the damage
1: is done now. Switch her over to the garage tank, I guess. Forget about
2: it. But what, what about the gasoline in the apartment house tank?
1: Ah, forget it. No one will never know the difference.
2: But well, isn't that dangerous, having gasoline in a fuel oil tank?
1: Ah, it won't make no difference. Besides, if the company finds out I pulled a fool stunt like that, it'll cost me my job. I don't stand in so good with them now as it is thing like this and I'd be out on my neck.
2: What about the oil furnace? Want to make a difference burning gas instead of fuel oil?
1: Listen, kid, forget about it. So I made a mistake. It's not important.
2: Well, don't you think you should report it?
1: Look, I said it wasn't important. I'll be hanged if I'm going to risk my job by telling the company I don't know a gas from a fuel oil pipe.
2: Oh, are you sure it isn't dangerous?
1: I said forget it. What difference is it to you? It's my worry, so forget about it. Well, if you think it. I said it didn't matter, didn't I? I got the hole switched. So what?
2: Okay, if you say it's all right, only. Say,
1: what's eating your friend here, Jack? What's he so worried for, anyway? Well, he just. It's only that
2: since I became a junior firefighter, I'm always noticing things that might be fire hazards.
1: Oh, so you're one of them junior firefighters, huh? Yeah, I heard about them bunch of kids at school got it up, didn't they?
2: Yeah, I'm president of the brigade at our school.
1: Yeah, well, what do you firefighters do? Besides go around and tell other people how to run their business.
2: I wasn't doing that. It just seemed to me the gasoline and a fuel up thing. No, kid. Yeah?
1: You wouldn't be going to squeal on me, would you?
2: Well, what do you mean?
1: You wouldn't want to get a guy fired, would you? Just because he made a little mistake.
2: Well, I'm no, a pretty
1: I... good friend of your pal Jack here. Ain't that right, Jack?
3: Sure, sure, Clyde.
1: Well, uh, just remember it. And my advice to both of you is to forget you ever saw that gasoline running into the apartment fuel oil tank. Oh, but... Understand? You didn't see a thing. Okay, Clyde,
3: you didn't see a thing.
1: And be sure your pal understands, too. I'd hate to have any, uh, trouble with you kids. Well, the tank's full, I see, so uh, I'll be shoving off. I'll be seeing you around, Jack. Yeah, sure, Clyde. Just remember, both of you, you didn't see
3: anything. Gee, Clyde seemed kind of scared we telling tell on him, didn't he? Yeah. That was funny, him putting the gasoline in the wrong tank, though.
2: Yeah, it, it certainly was
3: i better look up Mrs. Larkin and give her this medicine. Then we can get down to business.
2: Yeah. Yeah, sure, Jack.
3: Mrs. Larkin's a funny old gal. She's always hollering to the superintendent about something. Well, hey, come on in, Jimmy. I can't hold the door open all day. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, what's got into you? You look like you're in a trance. Anything on your mind? No, I... I was just thinking. Oh, there's Mrs. Larkin now just coming up from the basement. I'll give her the medicine. Uh, Mrs. Larkin. Oh, hello there, Jack. Here's your medicine. I hope I didn't keep you waiting too long. No, Jack. I've been looking for Mr. Turner, the superintendent.
2: That man ought to be discharged from his job. Never around when you want him.
3: Well, what's wrong this time, Mrs. Larkin?
2: The heat. That man never turns the furnace on. Like an icebox in my apartment. You seen him?
3: Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, here's your medicine.
2: Thanks, my boy. Remind me to give you a dime the next time I have my purse.
3: Oh, that's all right, Mrs. Larkin.
2: I never saw such an inefficient man. <laughs> Let a body freeze, he would. Just
3: wait till I find him out. <laughs> Poor Mrs. Larkin, always complaining. You know, she'd want the heat on if it was 90 outside. Well, oh, then the furnace isn't on now? Oh, not on a day like this. Yeah, but if I know Mrs. Larkin, she'll find Mr. Turner and make him turn it on.
2: Oh, no, she can't do that. Oh, well, why do you say that, Jimmy? Jack. Yeah. Look, that gasoline in the fuel tank, regardless of what Clyde says, I think it's dangerous. You think so? Yes, and I think we should report it. Yeah, but what about Clyde? We promised him we wouldn't say anything. But if there's danger of an explosion,
3: it's our duty to tell someone. Uh, Maybe you're right. Tony, I'd hate to get Clyde into
2: trouble. I've known him for a long time. He's got a wife and a family. Well, Clyde made a mistake. A mistake that's endangering the lives of every person in this apartment house, including your family. It was when you put it that way. Yeah, but Clyde said it wouldn't oh, hurt Oh, Clyde doesn't know for sure. I'm afraid he's thinking more about his job than the safety of the people in your apartment house. And what do you think we should do? Look, Jack, we're junior firefighters. That means we have a responsibility to help prevent fires whenever we can. Yeah, but Jimmy, what if we report it and it turns out that gasoline isn't dangerous in a fuel oil tank? And Clyde will lose his job and he'll blame us. I know, Jack, but right now there's hundreds of gallons of gasoline in your apartment tank. And if Mrs. Larkin ever gets the superintendent to turn on the furnace, there's likely to be a terrible explosion. She was in my mother's in bed upstairs, too. Well, what do we do? I know what I'm going to do. Get my brother, Tim.
0: Well, now, that's a pretty tough decision for Jimmy to make. If he reports that Jack's friend Clyde, through error, ran gasoline into the apartment house fuel tank, Clyde will probably lose his job with the gasoline company. But if he doesn't report it, and a fire has started in the apartment house furnace, there may be an explosion in Jack's apartment endangering the lives of scores of persons. What would you do if you were faced with Jimmy's problem? Well, to find out what Jimmy does, be sure to listen to our next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell you girls and boys how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, here is a message for you. And now Chief Bob Cody with a special notice for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is Chief Cody again. Most of you probably have some sort of fire extinguisher in your home or in the family car.
1: I want you to ask your father to go around with you and check your home firefighting
0: equipment. See that it is filled and in working order. And if you don't yet know how to operate it, be sure to get your father to show you how. For often, the quick use of a home extinguisher can prevent a small fire from becoming a large and sometimes fatal one. Well, that's all. So long for now. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear...
1: That's it. Let's go!
0: Writers is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.